Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, June 30th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show... That tells you that, you know, change uh, when it comes to issues of of race uh, in this state, uh, it takes a while. Lawmakers react to Sunday's historic flag vote as the bill awaits the governor's signature. Then the president and CEO of the NAACP weighs in on the flag and the role of other Confederate images and symbols. Plus, the part the Mississippi Arts Commission will play in presenting voters with a new flag. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Lawmakers returned to the Capitol yesterday, one day removed from a vote that drew headlines across the country and ended the 126-year tenure of a state flag featuring the Confederate battle emblem. The bipartisan supermajority vote in both chambers signified the state's legislative bodies were ready to make changes to the flag that, over the course of the last month, drew internal and external condemnation. For House Minority Robert Le- Leader Robert Johnson, a Democrat, from Natchez, Sunday's vote was a long time in the making, the result of a steadfast resolve to end Mississippi's official association with the conference, a Confederate flag. He tells our Ashley Norwood it felt good to see the bill pass, but acknowledges there is still much more work to be done. I guess the, the feeling, it was a good feeling. You know, I, I, had, I got emotional because it's like you've gone through something uh, for a long time that's very stressful. And the emotion had to do with relief, and it also had to do with a release of the frustration of thinking, why, why did it take this long? I, I, all that happened, I was thinking, something is so obviously bad, that's something we need to change. Why did it take so much just to get people to take it down? And so that feeling of release just, relief just came out, and, uh, you know, before I knew it, I had tears, but there were tears of uh, relief, joy, victory. I felt victorious. I felt triumphant. And I felt good about the fact that I have young adult children who I know love the state and want to be here. And this just gives them more of a reason to say, this is, this is a place that has some opportunity, some future for me. And that, that, I thought about them when I thought about it. I thought about my, my children. And I thought that was a great, and I think everybody thinks about their children. 
And this was, you know, this took a, a bipartisan vote, obviously, yes. but it wasn't unanimous. So no. you have some people who may say, you know, it was rushed or the process and yes. maybe maybe we should have waited. Why now? How do you respond to that? I said, you know, I said, no, nah, it's uh, in terms of the legislature take, taking action since uh, 1894. It's been 20 years in the make. The last time we addressed this was 20 years ago. So it wasn't rushed. We've been working on it for 20 years. We got it wrong on the ballot 20 years ago. It should have been the legislature's job then. And so it wasn't rushed. But given the climate in this country, given the, the, the state of race relations in this country, we, clearly Mississippi is not the only place in the country that has problems. But clearly Mississippi has an official symbol that says the problems that everybody else is having, we've endorsed with a, with a symbol of hate. And so it was time for us to say, yeah, we may have problems just like everybody else, but we, we're getting ready to take away that symbol that says that we own our problem. We want to get rid of that problem, and the first step in getting rid of that problem is to get rid of that flag. So where do we go from here? Well, was, as I told somebody, the flag represents the disparity that, that we have in the state and the way we treat people. Some of it is based on race, some of it is based on class. But that's why we have the highest poverty rate in the country. That's why we have more people who are uninsured and our health outcomes are worse than anybody. And that, that affects the black community in a, in a way more so than it does anybody else. And so when you get rid of this flag, I hope that means that we'll start working. I said to the speaker this morning on another interview that now we start working on uh, Medicaid expansion, working on improving our schools in places, in, uh, uh, refinancing them in a way in poor areas and getting them better schools and better equipment. Uh, we have people who are incarcerated, that we, that we are not spending the requisite amount of money on health care and social distancing and whatever else you need. But we got 2,500 to 3,000 people that ought to be at home that are locked in prison for nonviolent offenses that they shouldn't be in prison for. So those are the kind of things we've got to start wa working on, and that's what the flag represents to me. When I see a new day in Mississippi, a new way to work on things, let's work on all of it. Let's work on things that changes people's lives. Robert Johnson is the House Minority Leader. For other long-serving members of the legislature, like Representative Ed Blackman of Canton, the vote, while welcomed, reveals that change takes time in a place like Mississippi. Uh, we really handed out, so to speak, in the, in the legislature over the, over the flag. And it, uh, one, for one I'm, one, I'm very pleased, happy that we finally reached a point where we could uh, can take an action to officially remove the flag. But on the flip side, it took 20 years. Uh, so that tells you that, you know, change uh, when it comes to issues of, of race uh, in this state, uh, it takes a while, and that's, that's unfortunate. How do you see us going forward? Well, you know, a lot more needs to be worked on. We, we, uh, we, we, uh, we've agreed to take down a piece of cloth, uh, but that does not change the resistance of the state to expand health care to some 300,000 uh, people, citizens of the state, who are without health insurance now, even though it's available to us and been available to us through the Affordable Care Act uh, at uh, little or no cost to the state, uh, only because, in my opinion, the name associated was uh, our black president, uh, Barack Obama. I think it's a matter of, uh reason we haven't done so at this point, it's a matter of what people will say, party affiliation, but unfortunately when you say party affiliation, we can think of, think, of, think of race, given that the person who headed up that, that great change was Barack Obama, who was a black man. 
In the Senate, the vote cleared the supermajority threshold by three votes. Senator Briggs Hobson was one of 21 Republicans who voted in favor of the bill and says lawmakers were joyous as they returned to work. Uh, the mood's been good. I think a lot of people uh, feel relieved in one sense, but I think people are joyous too. Uh, I think we're looking forward to make, taking Mississippi in a different direction. And this is just one step, I think, to uh, moving Mississippi forward in a lot of ways. I think it provides for some healing with people. Uh, it, it takes away what is certainly a divisive symbol for many in the state. And then it also allows for, uh, I think, economic development opportunities because I think this is one thing we can move out of the way from economic developers uh, not looking at our great state. You've had some uh, senators on the floor that did not vote for the bill, and the same in the House as well. Has there been any conversations with them as far as maybe why they voted or how they feel the day after? Uh, you know, each senator and I'm sure each representative has their reason for voting the way that they did, and I respect that. That's one of the great things about a deliberative body and the democracy that we have in this country is that people have a right to have their opinions, and, and it's based on a lot of different things. Certainly constituents is one issue, their personal beliefs, uh, their education, and the way that they view things. So I, I don't have any problem uh, with each of those persons developing their own ideas about how they vote. Um, but I'm glad we had enough votes yesterday to push this across the finish line and start the process of adopting a new flag in Mississippi. Republican Melanie Sojourner, who voted against the bill, acknowledges Sunday was an emotional day for the Senate. But she also says the process was rushed and feels it denied her constituents a voice on the, a vote, a voice and vote on the matter. Yesterday was a big day, and it was an emotional day for uh, people on both sides of the issue. Um, for me, my big concern was just the, the process and the manner by which the bill brought forward. You know, we've been here for six months this year, and we never brought this issue up, never discussed it for a single moment until the final week. And then the process got really rushed, and the people felt like their voices weren't being heard um, the last time this issue was voted on. The people voted. And so I think the I think a lot of the emotions were just based on more the process why the rush to do this at this moment, right now? Emotions got really high. Sometimes in public policy, you know, it's not best to make decisions based off of emotion, but just back up and take a deep breath. So I think the process was really a lot of the stress and angst from this last week. And just the fact that the people really felt like, you let us vote on it last time. Now you're taking that away. They felt like they were taking something else away from them. And in a time when we're trying to seek unity, we really need to make sure that we're giving everyone their voice. The bill to remove and replace the current flag still awaits Governor Tate Reeves' signature. Lawmakers returned to the Capitol today as they plan to wrap up the delayed session. The new fiscal year for the state begins tomorrow. Coming up, the president and CEO of the NAACP weighs in on the flag and the role of Confederate statues and icons. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
Derek Johnson is a native of Detroit, Michigan, but came to Jackson, Mississippi for his undergraduate studies at the historically black Tougaloo College, a primary center of activity in the metro region during the civil rights era. Now president and CEO of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, Johnson is helping lead a re-energized call to address the systemic racism rooted in the country's complex past. In part one of his conversation with MPB's Desiree Fraser, Johnson reflects on the state flag and role of Confederate statues and icons in a nation grappling with racial reconciliation and equality. I was a plaintiff on uh, the lawsuit in 1993 uh, that was filed to remove the flag because it was never properly adopted. Uh, I managed a campaign in 2001 for the referendum. Uh, I've been a part of multiple conversations uh, with individuals saying that we need to take it down. Uh, uh, national and international businesses, they look at the state. They see that symbol, and they make decisions that Mississippi is not the type of environment they want to locate. That's why so many business people across the state have consistently supported taking down the flag. We must uh, take a real look at who we are as a, as a state to determine where we want to go. The governor, Kate Reeves, has said that he initially said that it should go to a referendum, that the people should make the decision. However, recently he has added that if the legislature uh, votes to uh, take up the vote on the issue, then he would not stand in the way. You know, again, we need leadership in this moment. We don't need someone to try to seek political cover. You cannot put questions such as this on a ballot. We have not, as a state, had the type of courage simply to say that this is inhumane. You cannot put on a flag something that represents uh, act of treason to this nation and call it heritage, when in fact the very symbol that's there was not even the flag of the Confederate Army and was only resurrected during the 30s and 40s as a symbol of terrorism in the black community. You cannot put forth uh, arguments of history, which is not even historical. So we need leadership to stand up in this moment if we want to move forward as a state. The issue of Confederate monuments, we're seeing across the country, protesters are pulling them down. Um, The University of Mississippi um, is moving a statue, but some feel like they're setting up like a little mosaic or museum type situation. Um, Do you think that Confederate monuments are negative? Do they have to be removed? Should they stay because they are a part of history, even if it may be an unpleasant part? Well, you know, if we were, were sitting among World War II veterans who fought for this nation and they did so successfully, would we want to put in the middle of, of, of the conversation a symbol of Mussolini? Would, would we want to, to put display in, in the face of all that we have done, continue to display Monuments that, that, that remind people of a, tre- a treasonous act. The Confederacy took up arms against the nation. Nowhere else in the glo- on the globe would we have this type of conversation, assuming that it was something special about individuals taking up arms against this nation. But most importantly, 
many of these monuments were erected in the 30s, 40s, and 50s as a show and act of defiance against the, uh, the, the buildup of the civil rights movement. These monuments were placed there to show white supremacy in the face of ensuring that everyone uh, are afforded equal protection of the law. We should not tolerate this type of symbolic gesture of racial hatred and white supremacy. As a nation, but more importantly as a state, when are we going to start moving forward and stop looking in the rearview mirror? And, you know, I, I just have one last question. This just came to mind. <laughs> I, you know, and I've been reading articles, and some have been saying um, it's up to white people to really address racism. Is, is that true in your mind? Racism is structural. Racism is institutional. Racism based on individuals is, is you know, people have a right to have biases. But when you have structural racism, meaning that the public policy deliberately prevents advancement in society, that must be addressed. With institutions and corporations deliberately put barriers to as roadblocks for opportunity, that must be addressed. And so in order to address that, policymakers, either black or white, must take affirmative steps to remove structural barriers that create a racist policy. Derek Johnson is president and CEO of the NAACP. In part two of the conversation tomorrow... Unfortunately, uh, we have not valued the lives of the poor and African American in this state in far too many cases. Coming up, it's one of three state organizations tapped to help redesign the state banner. We look at the part the Mississippi Arts Commission will play in presenting presenting voters with a new flag. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org or on your smart devices podcasting platform. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. When Mississippi voters cast their ballots this November, they will have an up or down vote on a newly designed flag. The bill that removes the current state flag also establishes a nine-person commission tasked with presenting that design to the legislature. Three of those are appointments made by the governor, but must include representation from three state organizations, the Mississippi Arts Commission, the Mississippi Economic Council, and the Department of Archives and History. In the first of a three-part series, we talk with Malcolm White, the executive director of the Arts Commission, about the role his organization will play in presenting voters a new flag. Well, I'm delighted uh, that the legislature uh, saw fit to include the Mississippi Arts Commission uh, in the process of selecting a new design for the Mississippi state flag. Uh, I I read about it uh, and became aware of it like most everyone else, uh, by seeing it reported in the news uh, over the weekend as the legislature began the process of voting 
to remove the current flag and then looking at the process of how to create a new flag. So uh, it's it's a brand new conversation to me. Uh, I've, I've not heard from anyone officially yet, um, but uh, we are happy uh, that the Arts Commission will uh, be able to participate in the process of creating a new flag for the state of Mississippi. And now in your experience in uh, helping choose the flag for the city of Jackson, um, what goes into choosing a flag? Well, uh, that process many years ago uh, was a process of a committee selected by the city council uh, and the mayor. Typically, you will have a uh, a facilitator who will convene the group uh, and begin talking about the process of selecting new symbols, new colors, and new sort of impressions of, of what uh, a, a state flag, or in the case of Jackson, a city flag might look like, um, and what representative uh, images and envelopes might be incorporated into it. The, the thing that we do know that will be required in the creation of a new Mississippi state flag is that it is mandated that it includes the words, in God we trust. So the committee will know from the beginning that you know those words have to be incorporated into whatever design we ultimately uh, or the committee ultimately comes up with. So you begin with that. You you know if it's going to be red, white, and blue, you talk about that. If if the committee is open to other colors, you begin to explore that. And a good facilitator will ask, you know, what does the color blue represent? What does the color red represent? What does the color white represent? And, you know, then you begin to talk about design elements. It's a long um, and sometimes contentious uh, process where people have very strong beliefs. So so it's a give and take uh, conversation that will take every bit of, you know, getting to September the 14th uh, deadline to turn in uh, for the voters to approve or disapprove. And um, when it comes to just the significance of creating a flag, uh, why is it important to take all those uh, little details into consideration when crafting one? Well, because, as we know, you know, design and, uh, and, and images matter. That, that they're very evocative, that, you know, crosses or crescents or trees or animals or stars, they all represent something to people. And so, you know, it's a, it's a delicate balancing act to use the right set of symbols, the right colors to get to something uh, that can pass. I mean, I would think if I were facilitating this group, I would remind them that our main objective would be to create something that a majority of Mississippians would vote for and embrace as a new flag. So, you you know, you have to be uh, considerate of, you know, what design uh, is pleasing to the vast majority of Mississippians. This is a democracy. This will be voted on. So it can't be too eclectic. It can't be controversial. It can't be, um, you know, 
something that is hard to understand. It's got to be simple. It's got to be inclusive. It's got to be something that um, people feel um, uh, empowered by. Uh, they have to feel like it represents uh, their state, their community, their family, their values. So, so it's a complicated process. I believe that answers most of my questions. Is there any other, um, like, just thoughts or concerns you have about going about um, creating a new flag? Well, it, it's a daunting task. And for everyone who serves on this commission, um, you know, it's it's an important um, uh, process that will require sober, thoughtful, inclusive uh, input and, and consideration, and certainly it's not something to be taken lightly. It's it's very important. This uh, flag design could end up being, you know, the last flag that ever flies over Mississippi. Um, that would be, uh, you know, a lot of responsibility, but something to consider. But I, I just think that, you know, you can imagine the emotion uh, that it was built around the process of removing this flag. Uh, then extended into a process of what will replace it. And it's pretty easy to understand that this is important. Uh, it is a uh, serious responsibility, and I certainly hope everybody takes it seriously and we can find something uh, that really uh, engages people and that they can be proud of. Malcolm White is the executive director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.